Welcome to Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host has just dropped his sprawling 21-track new album, featuring instant classic songs like Champagne Lukey, Lukey's Home, Girls Want Luke's, and Luke Too Sexy, featuring everyone's favourite bald COVID deniers, right said Fred. He is, of course, a certified Lukey boy, your friend of mine, Dr. Luke Gledall. How are you doing today, Luke? <laughs> I'm very good. What a what a beautiful comparison to make with. Uh, I've put out a bad album too, folks. <laughs> oh dear, I don't know what any of that sounds like because um, I, I just don't get Drake. Apologies to Canadian fellows uh, such as yourself who, you know, obviously will fight for the to the death for him. Not really. <laughs> Oh shucks! Well, yeah. How's your How's your week been, Luke? Um, it, it's been a bit better than the week previous. Every okay. week's a bit of a weird scramble, I guess. Mm. We just, I guess, counting down the times until we get COVID here. That seems to be lovely. Seems to be our tactics. And uh, <laughs> yeah, how are you? Yeah, not too, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, I. Have I'm a, now a proud possessor of a lovely new sofa bed. Um, uh, so that was nice. That that was delivered Thursday, and on Wednesday, I was it, my previous sofa effort was supposed to be getting picked up by the good folks at British Heart Foundation, and um, they took one look at it and really treated me as if I sort of pooed in my hands and offered it up to them. They were so dismayed at the poor quality of the sofa that I had in my possession. Uh, they literally couldn't leave the house quick enough. So that was fun. It meant I had to, on short notice, destroy a sofa, which um, did make me feel pretty powerful and masterly, which is nice. That doesn't happen very often in life. Beggars can be choosers. Beggars can be choosers, exactly. Yeah, apparently they're, they're awash with uh, furniture items. Anyway, there we go. We should do some Wednesday-related news. We've done the personal news, haven't we? We have, yes. Done it to death, you could argue. Breaking hoo-hoos. Would I say, Rich, that we've had a week that's been about as eventful as our own personal news in the world of Sheffield Wednesday? <laughs> well, Darren Moore had a sofa bed delivered, and the day before... <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was like I uh, like I shit in my hands and offered to him, really. And I thought it was a much better sofa than excrement suggested. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the only real news is we've had a couple of a couple more youngsters farmed out to to lower league uh, football clubs to 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 cut their teeth. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've seen Liam Waldock head out to to Gainsborough. Well, they are they are they still Gainsborough Trinity, or is that so? Is that if they dropped the Trinity? I don't know why I'm asking you. Like you should know. <laughs> well, you know, I I do have a a, a constant uh, fingertip on the lifeblood of Gainsborough Trinity. <laughs> it is Gainsborough Trinity still. Okay, it's just it was referred to as Gainsborough, and I, I don't want to miss an opportunity. I like today was. Uh, or, you know, this weekend's game was between two teams that could purely be referred to by their 
their kind of st- stylings or club name rather than the, the the city that they come from and uh in in argyle and wednesday and uh, i think it's nice to have trinity as is fairly unique as well so i think it's nice to celebrate those unique unique club names there's, there's a lot of cities there's a lot of uniteds when somebody does something a bit different i think it should be applauded um but we also why, saw why the argyle do we know why the argyle <laughs> i don't know no i'm not sure there's probably some stories on. Uh, so is yeah. it? It's a, must be about sailing, right? Because Argo Argonauts are sailors, Ooh. right? Jason and the Argonauts. So is is that name for like? Is an Argyle sweater like a sweater beclothed for a man who is at sea? Is that? They were found. Apparently, they were simply just Argyle originally, but I don't know whether it's telling me much. Speculation surrounds the name Argyle. One explanation mm. is the club that was named after Argyle and Sutherland Highlanders, an army regiment with strong a strong football side of their own. Another theory is that, given by its local uh, geography, suggesting the name came from comes from either a nearby public house, the Argyle Tavern, where the founding members may have met, or from local street Argyle Terrace. There you go. Okay, it's so a bit, bit like of history the football, for you. The football club like version of the Flake Ninety Nine. I guess so, no one knows yeah. why it's yeah. 99. There's a theory that's 99 millimeters, so it fits in a 100 millimeter box. Um, and the one is that it's IC in Roman numerals for like ice cream. But there we but go. We just don't know. We just, we just don't know. No. What we do know is that some Sheffield Wednesday youngsters are <laughs> trotting off to. Yeah, so Charlie Hagen was the, the other one that's headed out to Hampton and Richmond. So they're both, uh, that's one of them to the National Conference North and one of them to the National Conference South. And that's a, that's the level that um, my nearest team, my local team, Chester, play in. And it's a, it's a decent level of football. I think like you sort of assume you get to that level and, well, maybe I unfairly assumed and it gets a bit pub leaguey. But everyone's, they're all good fit fit boys you know they all they all um there's no 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 tubby lads wandering about kicking people it's really um does tend to be flourishing you know youngsters on the on the cusp of of things at at higher levels so yeah interesting tubby lads kicking people or (laughs) i keep suggesting that from the sidelines (laughs) put big lad on he's a kit man no, just chuck him on. <laughs> he's got he's got heart problems. It doesn't matter. There's only ten minutes left. <laughs> but I mean, it's uh, I think a very um, a very common theme from from fans of probably all clubs, but particularly Wednesday, is that we we want to see more players going out on loan. So totally, this is a, this is really. Uh, can only be seen as a good thing really is get, getting these players on there's not a particularly decent option for reserve team football so getting them out and and playing some real stuff feels feels like a much better move and it's a proving ground for them you know if they manage to flourish either they can get themselves a career elsewhere or we we get to bring them welcome them back into the fold at wednesday uh that bit more sort of road work on them and uh and, and ready to roll so yeah, I think positives all round, and uh, two players who've been on the cusp of things, mm. 
played in cup games and things like mm-hmm. that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this just feels like a natural next step for them. So, yeah, well, well done to the club and, and well done to the players for taking on the opportunity. Yeah, best of luck to them. Mm. So, that without a, a, a midweek game to talk about, that uh, that leaves us to the match against Plymouth Argyle. Indeed. The Pilgrims at Home Park, which is also known as the Theatre of Greens. <laughs> Did not like that, Luke. No. no. <laughs> Shouldn't the Theatre of Greens be where like Forest Green Rovers play? Because they're like they're like vegan as well, right? So, but they yeah. don't have the heritage, do they? But um It should be it should be do you think it should be like pasty pastures? Pasty pastures. <laughs> yeah. That could work. I, I did notice today there's a new Ginsters logo. That's that's me up to date with the world of 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 pasties at large. Is uh, I didn't recognise the logo on their shirt, but it's obviously a new a new Ginsters effort, a new daring rebrand in the world of pasties. Yeah, but will people still recognise us? Yes, we'll be the only pasties that they sell in WH Smiths. <laughs> That's what we all agree. Those those complacent bastards at WH Smith need a bit more competition in the pasties. <laughs> do they still sell do they still sell magazines? They do. Is it still largely frequented by old people? Of course. Their whole business model is people that don't get the internet. <laughs> Just hoodwinking them into paying more than full price for everything. Oh, are you stupid enough to come to a shop, are you? Oh, well, that will be £50. Don't go on Amazon. It's £10 on there. The death of the high street. <laughs> All the energy you grown men just wanting to not talk about another game. Anything but talk about the, uh, yeah, the, 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 the terrible awful that has happened upon our, our, our team. Mm-hmm. Should we look at the lineup, Rich? We should probably do that, yes. I don't, I don't know. I kind of woke up with a sense of kind of mild panic and doom. Like I felt like something was kind of afoot today, mm. just from the off. Look at the lineup. I mean, the lineup was, wasn't was bad. But I, I must say, first and foremost, I was pretty heartbroken to not see Dan Dan. Dan Dan. Completely missing from yeah. the, the 16. Is it the 18 now? Is an 18, sorry. 18. We have a habit of saying 16, right? Yeah, I think so, it's, yeah. it's, it's ingrained. Yeah. Uh, yay for Hutch being back. Excited to see Southstar make his league debut. Yeah. Berahino. Berahino on the bench. Excuse me, Berahino on the bench. Well, interestingly, I mean, that three, I immediately look at Bayer's wing and Bannon together and think it's all a bit samey. Yeah. But that, when you see th- like when you see like people on Twitter or people on Al's talk uh, putting forward team for the next game or whatever, quite often people will pick those three together. So I mean, it's not sort of bafflingly out of the box in that way. And, mm. and I think we have had times where they've been on the pitch together as well. But yeah, as a starting lineup, that that uh, do we know what's what's happened with Adeniran Ad- 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 at this stage? Presumably, uh, no. I, I I must be honest. I don't know. I, I don't think there's any quick... reason why you'd drop them. Well, no. 
Let's see. I'm just as we're recording, kind of fairly post match, but we still had yeah. the, the post match enough to see. Uh, Moore said Adnirin has a muscle problem and will be out for seven to ten days. That was from the. Okay. Uh, so we'll put we'll see him sometime in April. Dom House is capturing of the post match. Could you could you read it in Dom's voice, please? Just to do it proper service. DM on Adoniran. Moore said he has a muscle problem. Be out for seven to ten days. <laughs> oh, excellent. <laughs> um, but yeah, similarly, I was I was pleased to see Sao or so given his uh, first run out. Um, mm. In a league match, and also show Dippo on the on the bench for for the first time in a, in a league match. So, yeah, a couple of heartening things. Although, as you say, it's it's a big loss to not have our our number eight as part of the uh, the lineup. A couple of things, uh, business wise, before we get into the the match, uh, Plymouth have escaped the tyranny of I follow, and have their so have their own livery and logos and their own presentation for the matches and. It is fantastic. I absolutely hats off to Plymouth Argyle because mm. the, the 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 coverage was great, the presentation was great. Um, they had a sort of presenter at half time. They showed an interview with Graham Coughlin at half time. Uh, I thought their commentary team was really good. Yeah, very well done, uh, Plymouth. Uh, it really made me wish we could ditch. I fo- I think I follow is generally a terrible product. And I, I, yeah, I mean, the, the, what you're trusting the club is to do a good job with their 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 own effort, which I don't know that I trust Wednesday to do. But if mm. I could trust Wednesday to do that, I, I wish we would. I wish we would go down that route. We're certainly big enough, and presumably we'd make more money. Um, but anyway, it, yeah, but very very good. Uh, that that has to be said. Um, looked a gorgeous day in Plymouth. Mm. Looked, I was I was uh, you know jealous of the folks that had made the trip down before kickoff. I was really <laughs> jealous of them, <laughs> and I, I just noted that there was some curse of the X possibilities. Obviously, Ryan Lowe has been talked about, um, and Danny Mayer was they they were sort of welcoming welcoming him back into the fray after an injury, and he was on the books at Wednesday. I don't know whether he ever got onto the pitch for us. I can't remember. I can't remember if it was a cup game or whatever, but um, yeah. I remember he was the youngster signing with the view of kind of, you know, looking to progress in the reserves and come through. And then it just being a very short-lived affair for a Sheffield Wednesday career. Well, he was he had that sort of Heffernan-esque position for a while where it's like, how bad can he be that he's not getting on the... I think we've had some pretty bad times. Oh, he racked up eight appearances for Wednesday, apparently, in his, wow. uh, his two years at the club. I don't remember any of them, but there you go. No, but interesting that he seemed to be deemed, especially from kind of the commentary I heard, you know, the football heaven commentary of the, the Wednesday away. Interesting enough that, you know, they did deem him to be like one of their best players. Yeah, I think he's really had a pretty good career and also will have played with Lowe, I think, a couple of times. Um, it's a bit of a Barry connection, isn't it? Which is an interesting kind of relationship there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, so there's a bit of that. And also Kieran Agard was their newest site. So their version of Berahino was Kieran Agard making the bench, being a late signing in the window. And we've never had him on the books, but we have had some some run-ins with him in the past. He's got some sneaky goals against us, and including one, I think, that 
I think he scored a goal when it was supposed to, when it was like being passed back to the keeper. At Yeovil, yeah. At Yeovil. And that was very early on. It may, may even have been his, his pro debut, which makes me feel very old that he's now in his 30s and uh, very much on the last legs of his career. Mm-hmm. But um, but there we go. Yeah, so, so there's a few th- there was a few warning shots going in with the lineup and and those uh, those sort of prior engagements, although two of them never really came to fruition. I, weirdly, we had the first attack in this game. <laughs> Given the the scoreline, we 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 kind of rattled out the blocks a little bit. Uh, we I don't remember that, Rich. I think you're going to have to kind of look at your notes for that because I, I have zero recollection of that happening. I think the, the very first thing from the kickoff was we played it into Palmer, who dinked a ball down the down the left flank for Johnson, who got a pretty good cross in. But um, Gregory's first touch let him down. He sort of, he, I don't know. I, I haven't really noticed his first touch being that bad previously, but today he was very much in that territory of second touch needing to be a tackle quite often, Lee Gregory, uh, looking surprised and confused as the ball ricocheted off angles from him. So that was the start of that. But it was an, it felt like a bright, like, Oh great! We got in behind them. We made something happen. Felt like that was maybe a good omen, but um, it, mm. it it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> well, I was going to say actually from my notes, just kind of kind of off the first five minutes, I basically kind of said not much notes from the first five minutes. Though Bias has given the ball away twice in that time frame. Well, I think so. Similarly, I've I've got a. <laughs> it's the same comment but from a different take I, I I noticed very early on I thought Plymouth had got their shape pretty spot on they they pressed the ball very efficiently they weren't running around like idiots they were they were just shutting down our options with 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 the positions that they were taking up and it did mean that we were doing a lot of shuffling around at the back and there was quite a lot of passes that were just purely between Hutch Peacock Farrell and 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 I offer as well all throughout the game. Um, but it meant when it came into those midfielders or the or the fullbacks, quite often they were they were pretty harried. Um and yeah, Byers didn't seem to react very well to that. It took him quite a while to catch up to the speed of that, definitely. I guess the interesting thing to look at and to think about the shape is I, I think we're gonna have a, a lot of talk today about the midfield and the formation. I don't know. I don't know which, but this is the thing. It's a difficult thing to say and to look at those three in the middle and say which one of those is the one that kind of drops back or is, is kind of on the more kind of shielding of the defence duty out of the three of them. Myers does that fairly naturally, it seems to me. I, I didn't think that was very natural about his performance today, Rich. Well, today the, the midfield was shot, was just absent today. Um we let ourselves get out. so this was this was we took we talked about like having options in midfield being a good thing because some teams will swamp you in there and this was i mean the, the plymouth play three at the back and and five across the middle and they they pull they don't play with a huge amount of width so it just meant in the middle quite often we had four or five against our our three and Two out of those three just really are not very interested in defending. Bannon mm. does it from time to time, but it's it's 
not what he wants to be doing. And certainly no. today, I think he was probably expressly told not to because he seemed to be he seemed to be playing off Gregory for most of the first half. Mm. So it just looked like we had nothing in the middle. Yeah, they looked very exposed. It's just it's a litany. It's almost hard to pick out how many. I mean. You know, you have games where like everybody plays so well, everybody gets like seven out of ten or more, and it's you're sort of struggling to pick a man of the match because there's so many. This was sort of the equivalent where I don't think we played badly, but nobody nobody took ownership, nobody really shone, and and there was it, it, we lacked leadership today. I think. Well, it's interesting. Uh, I was going to say going the three. I thought the best of them was Bannon. In fact, I would say. Oh yeah. In my early notes is back from the first half an hour. That was. The brightest Sheffield Wednesday player on the pitch was Barry Bannon. I think also I had a good kind of tinkering and ownership of this, Rich, because near the beginning I said Basil looks good in pink. That was actually my first note. <laughs> this lineup. So, would you say he was pretty in pink? Yes. No, <laughs> I, no I'd say it's Bonnie. Oh. I'd say it's Bonnie in pink. Bonnie in pink. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I mean, he, I mean, naturally he's going to shine. And this was another, like, listening to uh, the opposition's commentary. They're full of praise for Barry Bannon. He's he's brilliant. Mm. Uh, but what, what he's not able to do, he can control play when we're in possession. And we did have quite a lot of possession. I mean, overall this game, we ended up with, like, 60% possession. We had quite a lot of the ball, but they were devastatingly effective when they had the ball. But what he what he can't do is sort of put his foot he can't stop moves. He can't he can't put a halt to their momentum. So when the team as a whole is struggling, he doesn't have that he's not got the sort of physicality. He's not going to go and grab a ball and turn a get turn a turn a move round. So yes he he has an impact and an effect when he's on the on the ball and and um he certainly tried his darndest all game. Uh, but unfortunately, it doesn't amount to much in the end. But basically, so we were behind, we were behind in the seventh minute. That's that's the, that's the, the long and short of this start. Yeah. Um, decent cross from the left. They, they got a lot of joy from that left. They uh, did. Flank, they first really half. did. That's one of my notes. That broom. Broom just, just had the freedom. And also, I think, had a pretty decent performance as well. Yeah. Bailey Peacock Farrell, we have seen him do this before, but he didn't. He sort of sometimes he doesn't make a decision. He doesn't catch it and he doesn't punch it away. He kind of palms it down so that he can catch it, take himself out of the huddle and catch it on the on the on the bounce. Mm. This time it didn't work because it was read by their player, so he palmed it down for himself, sort of gently, about a foot away or two feet away from him from his feet. But the run of the ball, I think it's quite a hard pitch to you know to give him to give him a, a tiny excuse. Um, the run of the ball sort of took it away from him, and Edwards snuck between him and the ball, flicked it back over his shoulder, which was really clever um, and very well executed. And he, he flicked it into the into the net behind him. Uh, interesting. Not a good look. No, because that was an interesting thing. Because I felt it was kind of. I, I really like your view on that because I'm looking at it from a position of saying um, I, I felt like he didn't commit to doing either. He didn't commit at parrying yeah. the ball and he didn't commit at trying to save, trying to grab yeah. the ball. Yeah. Like I, I can totally see 
your mentality of what he's doing. And I will probably say that's what he did, but it just looks, it looks sloppy in the middle. It does. Like, I think I'm probably being more generous than maybe maybe the situation deserves. But well, because, no, but I but think only you because can... I've seen him do it previously, right? And it's a tactic he uses. I don't know whether I I don't like it. It always looks dangerous, but I've seen him do it more than once, which makes me think it's it's something that's in his head, whether it's it should be or habit. not. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like Andy Murray with like drop shots. There was a period in his career where he just did them all the time, and it's like. That I know that's in there, and I know it's great if it works, but whether you should be doing it like eighty percent of your shots is it's really very questionable. Mm. Um, and and certainly this time it, he got completely caught out by it. And it, I mean, there will be many players that are as clever and as um, I, I thought it was really good from Ed, from Edwards. You know, that it, was, uh, it was quick thinking and very well executed. There's it not was, many people. Yeah would score from that position. And and normally what would happen, I think, is either Peacock Farrell falls on the ball and, and it's all fine, or the player misses and you go, oh, that didn't look very good. And then we all move on with our lives. But because he did so well, we're now looking at it and going, well, that was a that was an error. There's no two ways about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and very early on. I think it's interesting. Like, I, I don't know. I felt like, so my notes would be PF of the Clanger. Not sure what's trying to achieve there. The defense is slow to react from the parry. Yeah. BPF reacts poorly. It's all to do for Sheffield Wednesday. Maybe this will force force us to get started. But the thing I Mm. wanted to kind of think about from that note was like, there's no reaction from the defense, though, is there? No. I. This looks. I think there's a a conversation. This is almost one of those games where you want to fast forward to the end and just start picking things apart because I think there's lots of questions to be asked here. I don't think Hutch looked like he should have been playing today. Interesting. Uh, he didn't look, he didn't look fit to me. And I thought, I thought he got fouled. What the, you know, this was not a great performance. So, uh, the thing is though, Right. <laughs> we talked before, like uh, th- there's been certain games this season where with Peacock Farrell, we said, Wildsmith and Dawson must be watching some of these games going, well, I could have done this. Because if you're not challenged as a goalkeeper, the chances of you letting in a goal are much slimmer. So if you've got a good barrier from the midfield, that means the defence is less exposed. The defence is less exposed. It means they deal with most things. It's kind of that... that um, uh, it's kind of like the mask thing, you know? If, if you've got three layers of material, like what's not caught by the first one is probably caught by the second one, caught by the third one. Today, we saw Peacock Farrell exposed mm. in like our goalkeepers were last season, more often than not. He had a porous, poor defence in front of him and he had a midfield that was doing nothing in front of them. So they just, he was exposed again and again in a way that just hasn't happened to him so far and hopefully won't happen again in the future. I mean, I'm aware of this, Rich. I'm going to show this to you. Uh, we're, we're doing over a video call. Um, I'm out of my little cubby hole, folks. That's why. <laughs> it's probably sound a bit less good than previously, but then maybe there's hopefully a better interplay between Rich and I. So anyway, within the world of actually health and safety, the, the whole kind of process safety kind of model is like the Swiss cheese model. Okay, yes, yes. So this is the mentality in, in kind of anything. This is the mentality also in the pandemic as well. 
We are trying yeah. to socially distance. We're trying to wear masks. We're trying to just prevent. But there are Swiss cheeses, so the option of it, you know, there are the chance, the likelihood that something can get through one yeah. of the many holes in the Swiss cheese model. Yeah. But the more layers you have, the less things get through and the more things get caught. Exactly. And I would add to I would add to the mid you've got an attack where nothing sticks. You've got a midfield that's not mm-hmm. putting any presence into the game. You've mm-hmm. got a defense that's just not quite working. Um, and then a defender, a, a goalkeeper who I think looked a bit leggy, a bit tired himself. Mm. Uh, he's had a big couple of weeks. I don't know where he was, you know, he's been all around Europe these last couple well, of weeks. Do we, I mean, do we often talk, Rich, about, I think we do often talk about this, to be fair. We we talk a lot about the Lord Mayor show. Mm. While there hasn't been much news for Sheffield Wednesday, it's been a very busy, busy European had- jaunt for Bailey Peacock Farrell, of which Quite so, hasn't following, yeah. following a, you know, an incredible, possibly one of the best Sheffield Wednesday penalty sieves in early season mm. that I've seen from, from forever from Bailey Peacock Farrell. He's gone and done two very similar theatrics on the yeah. international stage for Northern Ireland. Yeah, and got a lot of plaudits for it. I don't know what what were the scores. Did he get some clean sheets in any of those games? Or one clean sheet. He, uh, I think he let the first game against Lithuania. He let one in, but he also then he saved the important penalty that would have kind of turned the game. Um, but then against Switzerland, he kept a clean sheet as well as saving the penalty. Mm. So um, yeah, he's he's been getting lots of pats on the back, lots of uh, shares on the videos of those saves. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been quite a, quite a couple of weeks for him whilst it's been quiet on the Wednesday front. But, I mean, Plymouth were just causing us all sorts of problems. Uh, apparently, they've they've led in every home game so far this season, and I think you can see why. Like, th- they were at it from the off. Yeah, uh, in, fresh, a way, in a way that you blocks. don't see that often. <clears throat> um, but So, first goal was in, was in the seventh minute. 12th minute, we had a lucky escape where um, uh, Plymouth were on the break, and there was a through ball that sort of, went through Hutch somehow. It sort of looked a bit weird. I think he stopped it, but the player immediately took it off his toes. Uh, and that's where Byers, I thought Byers did make a good tackle there. Um, I, I don't think he did a, huge, a great job shielding, but he did make a great defensive tackle there to, to stop them getting a shot on goal. Um, 16th minute, they had another chance. Kamara poking it just wide, following across another cross from the left. We did have, so between between these points, there was a couple of moments between Gregory and Bannon. So this was something we mm. seemed to be trying to work. And in particular, the most frustrating one was Gregory got the ball to Bannon and it looked like effectively Bannon could have just run through on goal. Yes. And he played it forward for, for Gregory. I mean, even Rather if Gregory was going stopped himself. by the defender, he was never going to get to this ball by Bannon. It was a poor ball. And you just thought like that moment, that's where Bannon is like, come on. This is where, this is where this quality we've we're you know we're paying handsomely for is supposed to shine through. Is is mm. these big moments? Just slightly disappointing that you didn't grasp the the opportunity there. Um, but they did combine well on the edge of the box uh, to 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 put set up a, a cross for Johnson again. Uh, but this was the one that kind of ballooned up and this is nineteen minutes. It ballooned up and uh, caught by the keeper at the near post. Um, but I mean, interesting to say. I mean, we're obviously trying different things. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that was particularly in place of uh, Adoniran. Is is Bannon playing that far forward and, and uh, 
interacting directly with Gregory. 25th minute was Hutchinson getting his rush of blood to the head. Lucky yellow. Um, he got fouled. He was sort of emerging from defence with the ball and got, got his heels clipped. And then the ref had blown and he just launched himself at the midfielder, the Plymouth midfielder, and was very lucky. I think a, a more sort of savvy player or a more cynical player could have got Hutch sent off in that situation. He jumped out of the way, which helped Hutch, so he didn't take the impact. And then he also just shot straight up and kind of argued with Hutch about the fact he made the tackle, whereas if he'd rolled around like he'd been murdered, I, I think the ref could well have made a big decision there. And it was completely pointless. There's no need to make the, make the tackle. Um, and it puts, our, it puts a centre-back on a, on a... You're always walking a fine line after that because as a centre-back, in the back of your mind has got to be the moment where it might be the best thing to do to take a player out. Uh, but you, re- you remove that option from yourself once you give yourself a stupid yellow like that. Um, what did you make of that moment? I remember it happening. I didn't think I really made a note about that, to be honest with no. you. So, the, which which minute mark were you on there, Rich? I was twenty fifth minute. Yeah, I've got a few notes around there. Kind okay. Of to there, so um, I thought on the fifteenth minute, uh, Kamara should have backed from across in the centre. At that point, yeah. I said even the fifteenth minute, even the fifteenth minute in, I'm saying they're having a lot of joy on their left. Yes. Line. Yeah. Seventeenth minute, Hardy has the easiest chance on the outside of the box. Simply played into him, and he turns and curls on low, which BPF gathers. Yeah, just easy as the middle of. He had hours. the freedom of. Yeah, he had the freedom of the city, didn't he? To to, to yeah. take Eighteenth minute, Bannon was thick in the middle of one twos. Um, had it out to the left. That was Johnson on the left crosses it, and it deflected straight into the arms of the keeper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know it at that point that Bannon's the best player. It's full of life. Yeah. So one our first corner on the 28th minute. Can we do anything with it? No. <laughs> and so Sal had another decent uh, a few like four or five minutes after that. He had a he got his his he got the one of the centre backs one on one and yes. uh, a decent cross in as well. Which um I don't I didn't see in enough detail whether it should have been converted by either Gregory or Johnson, but it, it was a good enough, you know, it was a good enough cross in. It was exactly where you want the ball. I thought there was maybe a bit too much pace on it. Like you yeah, really hit it, it across good. pretty quickly. Like I think it could probably be seen to say, you know, it was pretty hard for them to get on the end of it. I would yeah. look at it that way. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my next one's 34th minute. Have you got that? Liam Palmer. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got decent effort over the bar by roaming golfret <laughs> Liam Palmer. <laughs> yeah, he's got it. He's got it in him. Following the uh, following the game against the uh, the Newcastle kids. <laughs> I mean, working it from the left back position, uh, playing it down the line, working his way into the middle for the for the ball that comes in, and then uh, yeah, just unleashing a an effort just over the bar, a rasping effort just over the bar. <laughs> You really did hit oh, it really God. well. I mean, it was a little bit over, but it, it was the right idea in terms of the strike as well. Yeah. So uh, before the, the 30 second minute, Rich, I said Byers gives the ball away again. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start calling him the roaming golf threat 
That's his full title. Excellent. <laughs> Liam, the Roman goal threat, Palmer. <laughs> I also got 40 minutes. Byers gets his customary yellow by failing to stop an attack. That was the that was where the ref pulled playback when he absolutely didn't need to. So this is the 38th minute, right? Yeah, I've put it 40th because I think it all well, it all ends up in the second, Oh, because I think I kind of start off with a foul. But then yeah. there's a lot in this, isn't there? There's a lot in this yeah, play. There's a lot. There's a lot. <sighs> I, I thought it was really funny. Um, oh, I, I do want to make a, a laugh at my notes and thanks to the predictive text. Um, Byers with a foul and takes a yellow in a, I think I said meant to say dangerous, but somehow um, Apple's put it as a gangrenous break. Oh, gangrenous break. He's, he got a touch of the Chris O'Grady's. Touch of the Chris O'Grady's, yeah. Um, a break that needlessly came from Bannon ruining a good attacking break and giving the ball away. Yeah. So Bannon gave the ball away at halftime. Byers does a foul, which I thought was very much a yellow. It was very much a professional foul. Really funny on the commentary we had, actually, like um, uh, Rob Staten and um, John Pearson didn't thought like it was a really bad refereeing decision to give him the yellow. But I I thought it was a yellow all day long myself. Yeah, it was cynical. So I guess the interesting thing here is I thought they did play the advantage. No, the ref blew up, but the the player did shoot. Christy shot and and Bailey Peacock Farrell saved, but that was after the ref had blown his blown his whistle. So he hadn't made a conscious decision to play because I thought for a second it it happened so quickly. I thought it was a playing the advantage situation. Yeah, I know. I th- I think he like let it run briefly, but not he didn't give it long enough to they should have been allowed that shot and from our point of view that would have been much better cuz they because that was saved. <laughs> yeah. Um but I think they were they were fuming really because it was Christie one on one with Hutchinson and Christie had Hutch on toast all day today. So uh, yeah, I think they were they were really angry that he wasn't allowed to complete the, the move. I know I know Bailey Bailey Pico, I love it when the goalkeeper I always think those are like important mental moments. Mm. Um but maybe maybe the maybe the importance of them is overstated in my mind, given that it didn't really make much difference today. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were allowed to play. They, they played on briefly. The, the player did have his shot. Um, Bailey Peacock Farrell saved it. It was pulled back for the free kick. And not a particularly dangerous place for a free kick to happen, really. No, not at all. But we held our high line. And they got the sort of delivery that makes that high line look ridiculous because in the end, three or four Plymouth players could have popped the ball in the net. It, it could have been it was so easy to evade that defensive line. Yeah. That free kick. And, and there's no chance for Bailey Peacock Farrell really there. I mean, he tried to rush out, but you're just completely exposed, aren't you, as a goalkeeper in that situation? Mm-hmm. Their, their, their set piece is another, another player that shone for good reasons, Grant on their side. Their set pieces were really good all game. Uh, lots of good crosses that asked questions of us. We were constantly on the rack, really, when, when they uh, 
had had deliver had the chance to deliver into the box. And I will also say their throw-ins were good. They took their throw-ins quickly. We didn't get the chance to reset. Yeah, there's a moment they took a really quick throw-in that really completely bamboozled us. Because we are terrible at both end, both types of throw-ins when we're taking them and when we're receiving them. But yeah, getting that turnaround to happen quickly really put us on edge again and just kept kept it. We were never comfortable as a result of, of mm-hmm. that kind of several things they did to sort of add quality. Um, but yeah, 2-0, two 2-0 two in the, um, just before half time. Great times to score the goals. You know, you want to score early, get yourself off to a good start, and closing the half with a with another goal is is uh, is a great way to do things. I did put I, weirdly, I was enjoying the game at half time. I said it's a great pace to the game. It's like a basketball match. Both teams sort of taking turns to attack. But it, I was hoping when I, I thought there was room for Wednesday to be better come the second half. I don't know. I don't know what you know. You, when you watch a new we don't watch Plymouth. So I don't know. Is that a really great half from Plymouth? Is that a standard half from Plymouth? Mm. But I know Wednesday can play better than they played in that first half. So your hope is that we can turn things around a bit and and we're not quite as ineffectual (laughs) next time round. I put wing anonymous, buyers worse. Uh, They just can't play together. Gregory, limited impact, poor first touch, no goal threat, and I don't think Hutch looks fit. Mm. Uh, which is more problems than you can solve in three substitutions, unfortunately. That's true. I have seen somebody say, and, and maybe there is a good point to this, actually maybe the problem's not buyers and wing, it's wing and Bannon, because they both want to do the same things. Yeah, I can see that. Which I do find intriguing because Wing's best performance was when Bannon wasn't playing. That is interesting as well, yeah. It was also against 10-year-olds, but still. That's true, that's true. <laughs> um, we did make one change at halftime. Did you have any sort of halftime thoughts? Um, there's also a little bit as well at the 44th minute. Uh, okay. Hunt is fouled, wins the ball, somehow called out for a foul. I thought that was harsh. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. Th- another... Slightly strange refereeing performance here, it's got to be said. I'm also disappointed, Rich, for just some pithy comments, a little detail here. At the 36th mm. minute, Rob Stanton said, Wednesday having a spell with a surprise panic in his voice. Um, <laughs> then early on, I potentially misheard some commentary, which is annoying you're not here, so I, you went on the same feed, so you can't yeah. verify this. I think he made a comment about how big Bailey Peacock's Farrell's hands were, saying that he could pull a pizza out of the oven. I'd also like to say that, like, I don't have very big hands, but I can also pull a pizza out of the oven. Maybe there's a comment about his gloves. Maybe he could use his gloves Maybe. as an oven glove to pull a pizza Maybe. out of the oven. Okay. Maybe. But again, I'm, I'm just, I'm getting, I'm getting bamboozled with the people at Radio <laughs> Sheffield, which is, which is frustrating. Struggling, struggling to find new things to say about football. Yeah. My comments half time was I thought it was a poor first half. I thought Broom had us on toast on the left. I'm yeah. like, I don't know where we go from here. The game's a complete write off. I have zero expectation of Wednesday doing anything. Like the good play we have, the good play we have in the game, Rich, it's too ponderous. I yeah. thought the ball retention was poor. And we have the majority of possession. And they actually made the point on Radio Sheffield's commentary saying, I think about 35 minutes in, saying 
Wednesday are about 60-40 in terms of possession. Yeah. And Rob said, and uh, John Pearson said, it's it's all in our half. It, it's one of those where we, we had the possession, but it didn't feel like that because the moments that mattered in the game were all Plymouth in, pos- in possession. We did nothing mm-hmm. in possession. We just didn't... This is the... Tr- this is the tricky thing because this this felt very replicable. I think this was a good Plymouth performance, but I've no doubt that most teams can probably do this to us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, 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 I will. We will see it. We will see it on a few occasions. We we need another option when this happens, and I think we've got the players. That, I think players. We've got players who can pass it long when they need to. I just don't think we've got a good out. With, with Lee Gregory on the pitch. It, it, against League One defenders, he is like a foot and a half out of the game. So we either need to be ridiculously accurate in hitting his chest or feet, and even when we get it right, his first touch is terrible. So we lose the ball again. Mm. I just don't know. I don't know what the plan is. I don't know what, I don't know what plan B looks like. And... Uh, with this personnel, I don't know that we have one actually. Yeah, it's. But this will be if you're another team play. If you're the next team playing us, I'll be watching. I'd be watching the tape to 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 try and replicate what what Plymouth have done, because they didn't have to work. It wasn't like they went mad for forty five minutes and couldn't keep it going in the second half. They they just had us on toast all day today. Yeah. And actually, our way of pressing is less effective and efficient. So we were more tired as the game drew, drew on. Hence the, the late, late goal. But um, we'll, well, let's get into it. We'll, we'll give the second half its due. Yeah. I, I wanted to say as well, like, like the problem I think with Sheffield Wednesday, one of the many problems in my perspective is we, we cannot have attacking play that's the same pace as our defensive play. Mm. Like the defending possession... Is isn't that much slower than the attacking stuff? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, me and you were texting each other half time, weren't we? We usually yes. kind of largely keep most of the powder dry before getting yes, on and, and doing the doing this call, recording the podcast. Um, we were wondering whether Shadipo or FDB or even both mm. will get on. Yeah. I also know at half time. I mean, it hasn't been quite as bad in the end. Well. One position higher. We went from fourth down to thirteenth today. I know wow. it's still early in the season, but yeah, that still kind of feels sizable. It probably marks the fact there's at the moment there's a lot of int- like. Uh, didn't Rotherham get a huge result at Ipswich today? No, uh, uh, Bolton did. Bolton Bolton won five two against Ipswich. Rotherham actually think... lost four two at home to Fleetwood. Oh, okay, okay. But it just feels a bit like like anybody can beat anybody at the moment, and everybody's having an okay start. Apart from obviously, there's a apart from Donny. Um, mm. <laughs> most teams have got some points on the board, and yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of kind of like competitive middle in this division right now. Mm. I I wondered if like uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. That's you know uh, that's our that's our brand here on different gravy. Um, Shadipo came on for Hunt. I mean, we could have made two substitutions at halftime. We could have. Um, 
like, like, is, to be fair, that's one change that made three changes. So mm. if you're just changing one, it was quite a there's quite a lot of uprooting and upheaval with that one change because Shodipo coming on means Johnson drops back to left back, means Palmer goes to right so back. Right back so to replace quite Holmes a different off. look yeah. in one move. It is true. Feeding another one. Is there some I don't know. It just feels another. It feels another Sheffield Wednesday game. It's another episode of different gravy. It's probably another very similar things that we said from before. It's saying like, why are we playing three players in the middle when they just have zero presence in the middle yeah. of the park? It's like, well, yeah. we can't play with two because they don't have any presence. Oh, let's play with three then. Okay, yeah, they still don't have any presence. What are we going to do now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also. It, it's the um, it's the perception of depth and 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 the reality of of what that means because we're now does it feel like going into the rest of the season we're actually well FDB doesn't ever get a look in so it doesn't matter what whether he's good or not or helps or different because he never gets to play so it doesn't matter um, so you've got one player in the squad that is invisible. You've got, and so then it's like, so do we need we need Adoniran or Luongo to play every game? Well, Luongo's never there. So does it mean now we're, we've got this balanced, have we got too many options in central midfield? People said that. We've got too many players in central midfield. And now it's like, well, no, we've got Adoniran. And if Adoniran doesn't play, we're screwed. It's a really weird position to be in, but... yeah. <clears throat> So then what you should be thinking is, okay, so what's the other, what's the alternative? Is the alternative you play three at the back so that you've got one of those defenders like Plymouth had today who can, when he needs to, step forward and and, and add to the numbers in midfield to strengthen the midfield? Because you could have done that today. You could have had, you could have had Dunkley and Hutch and then had Iolfa Iolfa. step up. yeah. Well, I, I think that was more some of the mild positives near the end of the game was I also just being like, yeah, whether he's been told or whether it's his own volition, yeah, just being just like, thought. fuck this, I'm going for it. But it took, the, the disappointing thing is it takes 80, whatever, 85, 86 minutes for that to start happening. I know. It's that good all along. Well, we need to go 2-0 down to actually start having some momentum, really. Yeah, yeah. In a way, the, um, most, the most animated play is like 2-0 down. <laughs> so we made, yeah we made that change and had the, the the switch in three positions there. Plymouth just continued to have chance after chance. Uh, they had a couple that went pretty narrowly over the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I've got of note from Wednesday's side of things is is in the fifty eighth minute. So even though we made that change, nothing really happened for for fifteen minutes from our from a positive point of view. But I don't know if you've got anything between the, the two gaps there. Between the two subs? Well, I've got the, the chance show, show Dippo happened on 58 minutes. So Sal breaking down the right and playing a ball in for, for Show Dippo at the near post who just whistled past that near post. And then the subs. Oh, I completely so, forgot uh, about that. I, I remember, I think it might have been, I think my timing's a bit off here. Not sure. 50 yards. So when did we make the subs? 52 minutes? Was that right? Subs happened on 59th minute. 59th minute, forgive me. 
Okay, so 56 minute. I probably made a mistake on that one then. Okay. Uh, that yeah, Shadipo just touching wide from the cell break. That was what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hutchin- Hutchinson somehow nearly manages to score an own goal on the 56 minute. Yes, manages to kind of loop it over the bar just about, but it, it you know you felt like he wanted to put it in the back of his own net. <laughs> you felt you like that. you failed. You saw that moment of madness in his that flash across his brow. Yeah. <laughs> like the same madness that made the man think he should dye his hair bleach blonde. <laughs> to continue. To continue to dye his hair. This is not a holiday. This is not a holiday bit of madness. This is now he's he's doubled and tripled down on this. It's real. You mean he's he's married the um he's married the love affair he's had. <laughs> He's bought the motorbike. <laughs> um, yeah, 50, 59th minutes just before the hour mark, we made our our changes. The, the other, the last two changes. So Byers mm. came off. Luke raised a small amount of celebration uh, for for Berahino, and uh, so or Sal came off for Co- Corbino. Um, Again, like, it didn't have I, an instant impact, but... No. Well, I even made a note actually earlier to this, which is a little observation I made. I said, we may as well take buys off of Barry Hino. We aren't using the midfield anyway. No. And actually, you definitely, we were. the midfield was more effective with two than, than three. Definitely. Mm. I, know, I know Plymouth were easing off the gas, but still. It looked like two people who knew what they were supposed to be doing, whereas previously it looked like three people that were stepping on each other's toes and doing everything wrong. So, yeah, so definitely a, a duo was better in that case. 68th minute uh, is when Wing had that sort of effort from uh, from distance that sort of whizzed past the post, but was close enough that the keeper dived. Mm. Um, I made a note just to say in general, Berahino looks rusty. Uh, he had to, he joined Gregory in the uh, first touch so good your second touch is a tackle crew uh, pretty much instantaneously. <laughs> to be fair, I think he was more going down and looking for fouls, but the ref was not giving those. It uh, wasn't giving any of those like little nudges mm. or shots. Um, he, he didn't have much time for the the attacking players in that regard. But for both sides. Um, <laughs> this shows you how do you know how well the attacking was going Luke my next note was nice to see Show Dippo and Berahino mucking in at the back <laughs> <laughs> oh. but disappointing that they have to <laughs> um. you, you ruined my birthday party it was nice to see you cleaning up afterwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, my next note is 73 minutes. I'm, I'm just unconscious, conscious you might have your own uh, bits and pieces. I've got a few, yeah. Um, including, <laughs> including maybe one of the milder, lighter moments. Uh, 64th minute, Shadipo on the wing, promising position. He balloons it out of play. Obi Wan oh, yeah. Kenobi tells Rich and I, "This is not the league debut you're looking for." <laughs> he, so I thought he looked bright, but 
ineffective, <laughs> which I suppose could could be used for lots of players. Mm. Um, I don't, I can't remember. I don't think I made the note of it, but there's also a moment where he he went one on one with the right sided centre back and beat him, but also ran out, ran himself straight out of play. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. It reminded me of Harris in that he insisted on using his left foot when he's clearly not left-footed quite a lot. Um, I was more impressed by his counterpart. I thought Corbineau, again, looked pretty bright and exciting, although he loves running himself into a corridor. Absolutely loves it. (laughs) Look, here's a field that you can run in. No, but what about this corridor next uh, next to it? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Alley, any day of the week. Loves those alleyways of Hamilton. Just Ontario, running Richard. blinds down the side of three or four players from the opposition when cutting inside would be so much better. <laughs> the next big chance was another scare for Wednesday. Uh, 73 minutes, Hotch completely goes to sleep and lets Hardy run inside of him. Bailey Peacock Farrell got out really quickly and made a, made a save, maybe a lucky save, but it was a big let off. Um, and they I also th- went close from the corner as well. They hit the roof of the net with the corner. I, I thought that chance was pretty poor. Because, I mean, I thought Broom again doing doing some real dangerous work yeah. just casually sweeped into Hardy. Like, it was so easy to get it to Hardy. Well, it was one of those, it was one of those where the midfielder looks where they want the player to run. And all Hardy did was respond. None of our defenders responded. In particular, Hutch didn't respond. Mm. He just looked lost. But yeah, thankfully, Bailey Peacock Farrell got out to it, and uh, he hadn't even had the chance to set himself. I think Hardy took it quite quick, quite early. To be fair to him, but uh, thankfully, yeah, it sort of ricocheted off his uh, off his hand or or, or chest. Seventy fifth minute, great ball uh, from wing into Gregory. Gregory crosses to Corbino, who bizarrely tries to chest it down for Berahino instead of attempting a header or shot or shock himself. Weird. No, that was, there was such conviction behind it, behind such a bad decision. <laughs> such a terrible you know. decision. <laughs> it was like, I'm going to do this chest, like really forceful, powerful chest. Like, you know, he's a go go Power Rangers chest or something. He's a, he's a strapping young lad who's got a lot of <laughs> power in his, in his bosom. But that's not what we want to see, Theo. <clears throat> That's what these tits were made for. <laughs> these tits were made for chesting. And that's just these what they'll do. These tits were made for chesting. That's just what I'll do. And one of these days, these tits... This are... ball is gonna come down here for you. <laughs> but the defender made the good reads and they all looked a bit silly. Tits start disappointing. Dun- <laughs> <laughs> um, very fruity with us, hasn't he? You know, yeah, absolutely. He nearly, nearly showed us his peen last week. Exactly. Now he's given us a bit of a tip, a tip for the tat. I guess he's quite the boy. Quite the boy. <laughs> tips or tits? That's what you always get. You always get the one with Corbino. Um. Uh, <laughs> Can I just backtrack a few moments as well? Please. Uh, the 69th minute, 
Ben Kenobi comes back to raise his eyebrows at Richard Luke as Barry Hino spunks it out of play in his own half. Yeah. 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 Not a yeah. not a good well, Sal was probably so was probably the better of the league debuts today. There was good moments from him. Yeah. It was probably yeah. one of the I'd say him and Bannon were two of the finer showings today. Two, yeah, two two of the guys that escaped the most uh, most of the blame. Mm. Speaking of Bannon, the 83rd minute, Rich. Mm. Some great work on the left. Uh, you know, cycles back to Johnson. Johnson puts in an absolutely beautiful cross. Bannon gets there, heads it wide. I'd, yeah, yeah. I mean, he should have scored. The smallest man on every pitch he goes on should have scored his header. He should have. Backed. He didn't even have to jump for it. He was stooping to head it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the perfect, the perfect See, height for Bannon. Johnson put some good deliveries in today. He did two or three absolute perlers. <laughs> to be fair to him. Uh, yeah, the, the funny, the, the funny thing we're finding. Problem. The funny thing we're finding, I think you're completely right, Rich. He's is better in that. He's yeah. better in that doubling up left back berth, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Although he nearly got caught out a couple of times defensively <laughs> this uh, this today, but still, yeah. But it just seems to suit him. I think he's just got a little bit more time to to pick his mm. pick his moments. And before that, we had the sort of pe- vague penalty shout for Shadipo. Shadipo. Yeah, I remember that. I don't think there wasn't much in it, but no, it just feels like it's worth noting. In a game where we didn't do very much at all, it was one of the things that we all. <laughs> in a game where we didn't do much at all. Let's look at this. <laughs> Jamie Pulper clip. Um, I know it's 79th minute. I think this is probably the first for the for the league. Maybe a rare double book, a lesser spotted double booking. Double booking. Because we mentioned in previous times, like that seems to be something that they don't seem to be careful, you know, want to do. Well, it was a strange one, wasn't it? Mm. But yeah, Gregory got booked himself and managed. To, well, no, Gregory got fouled and that resulted in a booking and managed to earn himself a booking as well in the mm. in the aftermath. Yeah, no, it's a bit a bit, bit of an odd one. We did have, we did almost, almost make an interesting end to things. So the, I've got down as the 86th minute. I think we're a bit out of time from each other, mm-hmm. uh, notes wise. But um, we did have that kind of how did it not go in type scramble. Yeah. Where Corbino uh, from a corner, it dropped down and Corbino unleashed a pretty decent effort that bounced off the goalkeeper's face uh he uh he was pretty lucky that 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 uh, that he he dived into a position you know he, he obviously gets positioning right but uh, he didn't know much about it it uh, came off his face and then we had a couple of little nibbles after that um i think did wing maybe have a poke at it and, and hutch as well the wing cracked one wide in the 89th minute yeah oh but yeah but in that particular that corner that sort of scramble after the corner i think we had three shots on goal um yeah that were all yeah. all saved or blocked mm-hmm. um, yeah wing wing goes close again should that have been a corner it looked like it came straight off the defender to me i don't know rich it's too resigned to that <laughs> point to give you any great uh beautiful beautiful note juice yeah uh, we had five minutes added on which should have been helpful if we if we'd scored in the 86th minute and then had five minutes added on 
it's one of those where you probably would have fancied us to mm. just build up, build up enough of a head of steam. Um, what do you think is like the hugely, greatly offensive thing? I mean, Plymouth outplayed us without really breaking much of a sweat today. But yeah. the fact that they can time waste on the 92nd minute and then go on to score a third. Yes. To be fair, I didn't think there was too... There wasn't a huge amount of time-wasting from them. I thought they kept a fairly good tempo, even... No, no, but it was just that the keeper kind of went down. Or yeah, one yeah, of the players of went down, and it was a bit like, yeah. come on, guys, let's just get so Yeah. We go on. Which is... Yeah, which is start half of the course, isn't it? But I did... It wasn't... We've, we've had enough, like, teams really, really milk the, the, the time-wasting side of things. And I thought... To their credit, they didn't do a, a very much of that. But yeah, there was there were some moments. Ninety um, fourth minute, Broom should have got a yellow again. He had Corbino's almost had Corbino's shorts off. Seems to be a typical reaction when he does you. He has your pants down, so you try and pull his pants down. I think that's, is what that's, happens. With that's Corbino. what happens. Yeah. Um, and somehow, so so Corbino gets his shorts tucked down, runs the ball out of play, and somehow the ref gave a throw into us. It's either, it should have been a yellow card. It's nailed on yellow card, completely cynical foul. But what it is not in any universe is a throw into us. <laughs> but the ref gave a throw into us. Um, but we had one little glimmer. Berahino did really nicely with that effort in the 95th minute. That was a little show of like, okay, this guy's got something. Mm-hmm. Because we had a bit of the kind of he played his defender, he got his shot off really well. Unfortunately, it was saved, but that was a little moment of quality, and and hopefully we get to see more of that in the future from Berahino. But uh, yes, unfortunately, ninety minutes plus seven, Plymouth complete the route. Just the gaps just looked huge. They they did really well, like overlapping and overwhelming us all the way through the game with like runners. Um, they 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 uh, this was just. Again, Broom, who'd had a fantastic game, ran the ball forward, dragged it, did waited long enough to drag in Palmer, and then unleashed uh, the left left fullback or left wing back Law, who uh, that I believe that's his first goal, and he took it pretty masterfully mm-hmm. uh, for a first goal. A very nice finish from uh, from him, and uh, as I say, yeah, completed the route, completed a very comfortable win for. Plymouth Argyle. For the Pilgrims. For the Pilgrims. Do you want my my uh, my my closing thoughts? Please do. Uh, outplayed, outfought, outthought. Wednesday, predictable, slow and low on quality. And then I said, well done, Ryan Lowe. He either nailed his game plan or has built a very good side or both. Uh, solid at the back, dynamic in midfield. Camera looks an outstanding talent. Broom is an absolute nuisance and deliveries from Grant were fantastic throughout. Two big strikers, one target, uh, standard target man in Jeffcott and one nippy playing on the shoulder in Christie. They just looked a very good outfit all round. Mm. And played properly, played out from the back, built. You know, proper building football from the back, and uh, it's the sort of performance you wish we were putting in at this stage in in the in the season. Um, after yeah, a, a, a um, theatre of greens, rightly proud of a of a total football performance. Mm-hmm. I also thought that I also really thought the Plymouth commentary was good. Uh, Ryan Dixon was the football. There was the f- sort of player, the ex-player, who I don't 
have any familiarity with, but I thought he was very good and fair um, and made some really good observations throughout as well. So, yeah, I was bold. I, 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 um, I've come away with a real appreciation for Plymouth Argyle Football Club and, and what they're offering to the world. Wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Maybe that's it. Next week, it'll be one Wednesday fan and one Plymouth Argyle fan talking about football. <clears throat> Maybe. That's the, big, that's the big change, the big twist. When Different Gravy Jumped the Shark was... Was not the Papa John's episode as most people thought it would be. <laughs> if you're going to talk about Plymouth Argyle, can I stop doing this, Rich? <laughs> you can stop it at any time. Literally, nobody is making us. I know. What are your thoughts? What were your closing thoughts? Other than just wailing. I don't know. We're going to have to. There's there's still a lot of work to be done with the, the with the with the with the club with the team. There's a lot of gelling in that needs to be done. There's a lot of new signings. I don't know what the solution is up front. Um, I felt like I had an idea of like what the solution is on the wings, or like the wing the wing uh, parts of the tridents. Um, I don't know what the idea is with the middle of the park. Um, I thought the defense seemed like it had its own solution, but today today I'm not entirely sure. Mm. Maybe it's just a question of more games for them, you know. But then also, then maybe there's still again. I don't know if this is a very Sheffield Wednesday theme thing that we've done from like last season. The hangover seems to be like who's who's screening the defense. Yeah, it's we, also we consistently go with three in the middle of, of of midfield, and it never really has any presence. We seem to miss out. I don't know. I think we're maybe still missing out on. I don't know. I th- but I don't want to be too harsh because we're missing. We're missing Dan Dan a lot today. We are. I do. I do have to say, I'm starting to. I'm really starting to question what Gregory brings to the team. I just don't know. I know. I know. You know. I just don't know what he's doing out there that that Patterson couldn't do on younger, fitter, fresher legs. And and I don't think Patterson's the answer either. But but I, I just didn't see anything today that made me think. He's worth worth another start in the next game. He's not quick enough to get back in the box. He he can set things up, but he's not quick enough to get back in the box to become a goal threat in those situations. No, when he gets chances, he doesn't take them more often than which, not. Which I thought there was a bit of hold up and a bit of hold up play that was quite good from him today. You know, there are a few it moments where the ball passes with that first touch, it works. Mm. It's if he has to hold it and and. Like he can pick out a, he can keep a move running, but he can't hold it to let things develop. Would you rather see Canberra in that role? I don't know. I don't know, because he's been less than convincing as well. I actually think Canberra's better at it than what he, what Gregory is asked to do today. I think Canberra is better than Gregory at. You think Patterson's better than Canberra at that? That's a big question. I think Patterson just brings a physicality to things that neither of the other two have. This is a league where you've got to win the fight first. Yeah. And I don't think Gregory or Canberry have any fight in them. It's the scrap, it's the dirty, it's the 
you know, rolling your man or feeling the, I don't know, you know, feeling that pressure and then using it against them and things like that just doesn't seem to be happening. The other two want to run the channels and be sort of unencumbered by attention of other players, which we can set up sometimes, but we've got much better players to be in those channels. Maybe Shodipo did look like a goal threat to me. He was cutting in. I thought Sal wanted to get in on goals as well. So maybe the answer is one of the one or both of those two with whatever front man. And therefore we're kind of doubling up in the middle sometimes. I don't think I don't want to see Johnson back at left wing. I think for me now, Johnson plays left back or he doesn't play. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think that's too harsh. I don't think he's a good winger. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I just hope we're learning the lessons from these things and we're not just going to keep repeating the... These last two games have been instructive, but we need to take the instruction from them. And it's the typical Wednesday thing of having a break. (laughs) You know, it's supposed to be good. You get two weeks on the training ground to, to, to work on things. It's supposed to be that you come out and look really like you've got Oh, they've got so many ideas now. And we always look knackered and off the, off the pace. I always. I know. Did Plymouth play last week as well? I don't know. I think their game might have been cancelled as well, but they looked like, you know, whatever the answer, they looked fresh and ready to roll. Didn't but that's they? always that's always the way it works, though, isn't it? That's it always seems to be the way it works. Wednesday have a game off and we seem to, you know, everyone thinks, oh, we'll be refreshed, we'll be up for this. And then no. No, <laughs> no. No, thank you. Yeah. yeah, no, they they had the weekend off as well, but mm. they looked they looked uh, they looked they looked like they'd had a week off. Mm-hmm. I do I I do think it feels like there's a failure of performance, and but I don't think anybody. I think everybody was trying hard today. I just think that, that there were several things set against us. Do you know? Like I think last season you're looking at things and you're like, well, is everybody really? I think we continue to try hard. We continue to work at things, but we just didn't have a plan that was ever really very effective. We didn't have an answer to what Plymouth were doing well. This was, to me, this was more of a failure of coaching and management than it was performance. Mm-hmm. It was a bad starting lineup that we couldn't think our way out of or work our way out of. And I think probably too many gambles in there. I think to me, Hutch looked way off the pace. I don't think he should have been back in there. I think, and I think maybe Dunkley would have been actually a better answer because they were a very physical front pairing, and Hodge didn't have an answer to them either, pace-wise or strength-wise. Bailey Peacock Farrell looked a bit tired and distracted. I, I know that's hard to tell ahead of time, and I'm sure if Wildsmith had let in three, I would be saying, "Why on earth didn't we play Bailey Peacock Farrell?" So I can under, totally understand that. I can totally understand working Hodge back in there because he's been so good but I thought he looked a bit off it today. And then that midfield just didn't work. Whether we've got an easy solution, I don't know. But it's just too many It's too many failures altogether. You can only survive so many, so many things going wrong. So how do we want to wrap things up? Do you want to do... Um, is there a villain of the piece? Well, I'm, I'm going to blame Peacock Farrell for the first goal. Yeah. And then Byers is pretty is getting a bit. Byers of is is pretty big in my my, blame, my book of blame. Going to be honest with you, which I I agree with both really. So joint joint honors for BPF and uh, mm. and Byers. 
What do you think for kind of honorable mentions? Would you say um, Chiboy, Chiboy, Baz? I thought Baz looked good. I think I, I also did pretty well, by and large, but then it seems weird to say that in a team that let in three goals. Well, he spent a lot of time trying to make up for things and trying being, he made some very critical blocks. So I think there's a praise yeah. there, but it just feels such a damnation that he's the one he's doing that, you know? Yeah. There's things to be, there's positives to come out of Show Dippo's debut. I thought, I thought Sal looked like, I think there's a player there in Sal. I think he's, he's maybe the best of the winger signings all round. Corbino looked bright again. His decision making is a bit baffling because um, he also had a bizarre like fifty yard effort as well that we didn't mention because it wasn't yeah. good enough to mention. Um, but but he he's got a turn of pace and he puts people on their heels and that things will come of that. I just wonder when when do we get to see more of him because he gets chucked on at the end of these lost cause games and it's not really fair on him. <laughs> you know, to look good in spite of the situation. So, yeah, I mean, there's little glimmers there, but it's this was pretty, we were pretty soundly beaten. Mm-hmm. This is different to the the previous game, the Morecambe game. The Morecambe game, we were the best te- better team, but we were a bit unlucky. This was, this was a showcase for Plymouth. This was this, they looked a great, great team today. Very much so. Um, and we couldn't match them really anywhere. Even to the point of getting excited at the, you know, we could have, we couldn't even muster an exciting final five minutes or whatever. So, yeah, there we go. A tough one in many ways, but hopefully, hopefully, a chance to kind of reconsider things and uh, and, and set, set set a bit of a new path in place from from Shrewsbury onwards. Right. Well, any more from you, Luke? No, that's it. Let's uh, let's get this episode finished and get on with our lives. Let's, let's wrap it up. Let's do this. Well, thanks, thanks for your time and your your wonderful, thoughtful uh, discussion, Luke. It's very, you know, even even in these dark times, it's pleasant to spend uh, you know an hour or so in your company. Um, and uh, folks at home, you know, have a nice week and look after yourselves and. Uh, we'll see you on the other side of the Shrewsbury match. Cheerio. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. See you then, Rich. See you.